0: This is The Demon Games, Volume 1, The Game of Man and Fallen Angels, and this is Episode 28, Benjamin. It's told from the perspective of Ambassador Jagger. It's February 5th, 2029, General Assembly Hall, United Nations Headquarters in Manhattan. Shall I show you to your seat, Madam Ambassador? The officer in uniform startles me. I am taken back by being called Madam Ambassador. Uh, Why, well, yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. I follow the security officer. He is an imposing figure, well over six feet tall, and wearing a polished badge fashioned with the UN emblem. Though he is a member of the United Nations Police Force, he is not carrying a gun. Weapons are no longer allowed inside the assembly hall. I can tell that he is leading me towards the stage. The seating arrangement in the arena is set alphabetically by the English translation of each nation's name. At the beginning of each yearly session in September, one nation selects the primo spot through a drawing. That nation gets the first seat in the front left row of the assembly hall. The remaining nations take their place alphabetically from that nation drawn through to the letter Z. Then the order returns to the letter A until every seat is filled. This year, Russia was drawn, which places my seat near the right front. I can see that my assistant, Benjamin Hume, is waiting for me at my small desk. At times, his strikingly good looks and eternal enthusiasm annoy me, but I do appreciate his ability to sense the agendas of others and his attention to detail. He is one of the few people I transferred from my documentary team to my UN team. Benjamin is loyal to a fault and will make me appear polished and professional enough to cover my insecurities. I thank the officer and turned to greet my assistant. So tell me, Mr. Hume, how many nations are represented on your necktie today? Trying to make some new friends, are we? It's a standing joke on my team that Benjamin makes his emotional statements through his neckties. I believe I can tell with one look at his tie if he is angry, happy, indignant, or in love. Benjamin is a good sport and goes along with it. He maintains that he's just a lonely, passive-aggressive man He uses neckties rather than words to out his feelings. Today's necktie is a bright, swirly pattern of too many colors to count. Ha! Good one, Janet Jagger. FYI, there are only 15 colors on the 193 flags of nations hanging outside. My tie has 17, including two that are not on any nation's flag. Tell me, why do you suppose not a single nation chose to use lavender or fuchsia? I suppose we could debate this ad nauseum. Personally, I think it's a statement against sexual expression. Hey, do you want to use my observation on the six o'clock news? It's certainly controversial enough to make the cut. It could be your first statement to the press as you, Ambassador. What do you think? Benjamin's provocative style amuses me, even as I find many of our conversations to be exhausting. No, that will not be necessary, Benny. I think we'll be sticking with the President's agenda today, if it's all the same to you. You know, I figured it had faxed it in for a reason. Benjamin laughs and hugs my shoulders. He does this several times a day when we're working. It's his way of dissolving my anxiety and giving me a boost of much-needed confidence. He pulls up a spare chair from Uruguay's table as he continues the conversation. Well, I say we give the president's agenda a whirl. He does have some doozies lined up for you today. I'm glad you wore your long skirt. You're going to need it. Wondering what Benjamin means, but not wanting to waste the few minutes we have before the session begins, I decide to let the comment drop. So fill me in, B-Boy. What do we know? Well, I've prepared briefs on each of the topics the president is passionate about this session. There's the matter of Russia refusing to leave Ukrainian territory. There's the matter of Russia helping to arm Iran with nuclear weapons, which in turn is helping to arm Middle Eastern terrorist groups. There's the rumor that Russia is holding hands under the table with China in a plot against Israel. So, as you can see, lots of Russia stuff today. Raise your hand if you're surprised. There's also the question of why the desert rejuvenation system invented by the First Lady's private company was just granted an international business license that lists Israel as its founding nation. Some believe this alone makes it shrouded in calculated secrecy. But the starving nations that border the deserts want to know why they cannot have access to the invention's rejuvenation technology and, of course, water. You will need to ease the tension on this one. Some are calling it an attempt at genocide by Israel and the United States. Have you noticed the United States takes the blame for every bad thing that happens on this planet? What would you call this phenomenon? Hmm. Right now, I would call it job security. Benjamin lets out a belly laugh. Right as usual. And if the things I just covered are boring you, there are also the tabloids. These two are hot off the presses. One is a magnetic pole reversal interrupting the world's power grids sometime in the next few years, unless we take evasive action now. The other is a giant asteroid hurling through space on its way to end life on earth. Where would you like to begin? I search for a reply. I know that going into full-out panic mode on day one would not bode well for my image. I reach for a glass, pour some water from the pitcher on my desk, and take a sip. I take several deep breaths while avoiding direct eye contact with Benjamin. Once I am sure I can speak without my voice cracking, I respond. While assuming you are being serious, I would answer that I have adequate experience with briefings on the problems between the nations, so I think it would be best to begin with the briefings on the two last items you mentioned. Which of those two do you think is the more important? Well, that depends. The magnetic pole reversal is all the rage on Netflix's new serious science show. But the asteroid just made the cover of the National Enquirer. Viewership comparison? $20 million for serious science and $4 million for the National Enquirer. The good news is there are at least 24 million people who will not be surprised by these developments. This is the place in the conversation where Benjamin usually winks and I follow with sarcasm. One look into his eyes confirms my fear. Benjamin is completely serious. I try not to let him see me shift uncomfortably in my seat as I open the top folder marked Classified. Property of the United States of America. Magnetic Pole Reversal. Well, this wraps the episode. And the topic at the end of the conversation between Benjamin and Ambassador Jagger was two interesting topics put on the floor. Both are potential natural disasters, and both have been faced on the planet before. We'll discuss the probability of them happening again in our future, and also what was the outcome or result of those things happening in our past. I invite you to the exciting episode of Demon Talk. I also want to invite you to Episode 29, Agendas.